Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Prama Paramam Guyam Sarasat Bhava Bhavanam Nana Shakti Bir Abhatas Tuamatma Jagadishwara You are the cause of all causes, the self-effulgent, inconceivable, impersonal Brahman, who is originally Param Brahman. You manifest various potencies in this cosmic manifestation. Purport by His Divine Grace. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. This prayer is offered to the impersonal Brahman, which consists of the effulgent rays of Parabrahman. Parabrahman is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Param Brahma, Param Dhamma, Pavitram, Paramam Bhavan. When Lord Shiva is worshipped as Parabrahman, the worship is meant for Lord Vishnu. We are reading here the prayers of the demigods to Lord Shiva. Vaishnavanam Yatasambhu. Lord Shiva is considered in the Srimad Bhagavatam to be the foremost, the greatest, the supreme of all Vaishnavas or devotees of the Lord. And especially it is this particular story which illustrates the inconceivable extent of how dear he is to the Lord. Because Krishna favors most of those persons who are the well-wishers of the fallen conditioned souls in this world. Because in this world, every living entity is the child of God, Aham Bija And Krishna, who is the well-wishing father of all, he has natural love for every living being. And the nature of that love is it manifests itself in the form of compassion. Krishna, it is true, he is a supreme enjoyer. But Krishna is perfect and complete. In his supreme enjoyment, there is also transcendental distress. But this distress is not like something material, because it is totally selfless. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we read of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One day he approached Srila Haridas Thakur. Yesterday was the disappearance day of Srila Haridas Thakur. And from the very short narration that I am about to offer to all of you, we can understand why Haridas Thakur was the most dear of all the devotees to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lord Chaitanya was feeling greatly depressed. He was in a mood where his heart was crying out, seeing the condition of his own children in this age of Kali Yuga, so much attached to fruitive activities, 
for sense gratification, so much attached to mental speculation, so much attached to those things which do not bear the fruit of bhakti or pure devotion, which is the only real satisfaction to the heart. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he began to reveal his confidential feelings to Srila Haridas Thakur. That these people, they are suffering in great ignorance and hope against hope, we cannot find the means to convince them to accept the path of bhakti. Therefore, although they are part and parcel of the Supreme, they are Satchit Ananda, eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. They are wasting their valuable and precious time in illusion, chasing after the mirage of material sense enjoyment, and thus suffering the repetition of birth and death. Oh, Haridas Thakur, he explained, my heart is feeling greatly distressed to see in this condition. So that is love. That is the love of God. Although Krishna sees everything perfect, because he is the perfect source of everything, still he is a person, and his expression of love for each part and parcel is to show them his infinite compassion. So at that time, Srila Haridas Thakur began to explain to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that actually simply because you have descended into this world and chanted the holy name once, all these people will be liberated. Just as when Lord Ramchandra left this earth, all the inhabitants of Ayodhya went back to Vaikuntha, just behind him. Similarly, just by your coming to this world and chanting the holy names, by your compassion, all living entities within this entire universe will become liberated. In this way, he was soothing the heart of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with his loving words. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because he saw that Haridas Thakur, with his words and with his life, he was willing to try to appease this pain in the Lord's heart, he became the Naimacharya, the dear most empowered associate of the Supreme Lord, Sriman Mahaprabhu. To such an extent that when Haridas Thakur made his appeal to the Lord, the story is in Chaitanya Charita Amrita. It is explained that one time Govinda, the servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, on behalf of the Lord, came to the place of Srila Haridas Thakur to offer him some prasad from Jagannath. At the time, Haridas Thakur was laying on the ground. He was of a very old age. And Govinda said, please get up and take this Mahaprasad. Haridas Thakur replied, ah, that I am in a diseased condition. I cannot take this Prasad because I have not completed the chanting of the holy name. Haridas Thakur had made a vow to chant the name of Krishna three lakhs times each day, and he would not even take a morsel of prasad until he completed this vow. But then he got up 
and he was thinking, but at the same time it is an offense to disrespect Mahaprasad. So he offered his respectful obeisances to the Mahaprasad with beautiful prayers. When Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu received this news, the next day he came to the Bhajanghutiya Siddha Vakula of Srila Haridas Thakur. He said, Haridas, are you not well? And Haridas Thakur, he said, that my body is all right, but spiritually I am in a diseased condition because I am unable to complete my vow of chanting the holy names of Sri Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Haridas Thakur is known as Namacharya. That means he was especially empowered by Sriman Mahaprabhu to, by his example, establish the process in this age of Kali Yuga of attaining the perfection of life through chanting the holy names of Krishna. So he was chanting on his Japamala, Sankhya Kirtan, this meditative process of Japa. And he was chanting a fixed number of rounds every day, 300,000 names of Krishna. And it was to be considered in his own mind, if he could not complete his vow, he was in a very spiritually diseased condition. So, of course, according to the time and the circumstance, the spiritual master adjusts the discipline for his disciples so that they can advance in spiritual life. This, the Acharya knows, according to time and circumstance, exactly what each disciple requires. And if we do not complete with great care our prescribed number of mantras each day, then it is to be considered that we are at a very seriously diseased condition spiritually. This is the example given by Srila Haridas Thakur that we must accept very seriously. If we want to properly advance in spiritual life, we must know that we should always chant the holy names of the Lord, but the sixth Goswami showed us that one must chant the holy name with a strict vow. Therefore, upon initiation, we make a strict vow that we will every day chant the minimum which is given by our spiritual master of the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So Haridas Thakur was lamenting in this way. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied that Haridas, you are the Namacharya. You have already attained the most perfect state beyond liberation of pure bhakti. There is no need for you to chant with such a vow, with such discipline. You have descended into this world on my order simply to establish the glories of the holy name and this you have already successfully completed. You have spread the glories of the holy name throughout the universe. 
He said, now there's no need in your old age for you to continue this very, very strict vow of chanting three lakhs every day. And then Haridas Thakur replied, my dear Lord, I have one request. Kindly hear it. That soon I can understand the final chapter of your earthly Leela will take place. I do not want to see your disappearance from this world. It will be too painful for me. Therefore, my great desire is let this body fall down in your divine presence. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, upon hearing this, he became very sad. Srila Haridas Thakur, how can you say like this? It is your divine presence, your friendship, your love that gives meaning to my life in this world. And Haridas Thakur, he replied, My Lord, do not create this illusion. If one insignificant insect dies, what is the loss to this universe? I am most insignificant. It is by your causeless mercy that you have taken this most insignificant and humble of all creatures and given me some position. Although I am born in an untouchable outcast family, it is by your arrangement and by your grace that the great soul Advaita Chaya gave me the first portion of Mahaprasad at the Shraddha ceremony, which was meant for the topmost Brahmins. My Lord, please, there is no loss to the world with me or without me. Kindly fulfill this one request. This is my great plea. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at that time embraced Haridas Thakur and left to perform his noon duties. The next day Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu along with his most confidential associates returned to Siddha Bhakula, the divine hut of Srila Haridas Thakur. And Swaruddhamudar Goswami began the kirtan. Rakreshwar Pandit began to dance. Then Srila Haridas Thakur he took the dust from the feet of all of the Vaishnavas. And then he laid before the Lord. And he took the Lord's lotus foot and placed it upon his heart. His eyes, like two bumblebees, fixed themselves on the beautiful moonlike face of Shigoranga. And on his lips, with great feeling and love, he recited again and again the divine words, Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Shri Krishna Chaitanya. By the causeless mercy of Sri Sundar and by his divine will, the life heir of Srila Haridas Thakur departed from that body. Upon seeing this, all the devotees were mystified. They all remember the divine disappearance of Bhishma Dev as he willingly left his body in the presence of the Lord on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. And then the kirtan increased and Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a mixed feeling of joy and the pain of separation, he lifted the body of Haridas Thakur and he began to dance. With the body of Haritas Thakur in his most merciful arms, he was dancing again and again and again in great ecstasy of love. 
And then Swarup Damodara Goswami, he stopped the Lord. He said, my Lord, the funeral ceremony must continue now. So they built a palaquin, which appeared to be like an airship. And they placed the divine form of Srila Haridas Thakur upon this palaquin. And they began a procession to the ocean. On this procession, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of his followers were dancing, dancing to the sound of the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. When they reached the ocean, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally bathed the body of Haridas Thakur in the waters. And then they made a hole in the ground and they gently placed his divine body in that hole. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally decorated the body of Haridas Thakur with the Mahaprasad from Lord Jagannath, with garlands and foodstuffs and sandalwood and so on. And then with his own hands, the Supreme Personality of Godhead began to cover the body with the sand from the beach. After Srila Haridas Thakur's body was properly buried in this holy samadhi, they placed the raised platform to commemorate that this is the site of the Samadhi Mandir of the Namacharya, who was dearmost to the Lord for his great compassion upon all living beings. At that time, they all returned to the city of Jagannath Puri. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu announced that there will be a feast for everyone to commemorate the divine disappearance of Haridas Thakur. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally went from shop to shop, begging alms from each keeper. But then Swarup Damodara Goswami, with several of his associates, they told the Lord that they will do this begging business. And soon, the great feast was prepared and many, many, many people came and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself began to distribute the prasad. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was so anxious to see the devotees taking nice prasad that his hand would hold no less than what any five men could eat. It was then that Swarupdhamadar Goswami explained to the Lord that no one will take this prasad until after you, my Lord, so why don't you sit with these sannyasis and partake? So then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat with Brahmananda Bharati and Paramananda Puri, and he began to take the prasad. And after him, everyone began to enjoy this wonderful feast. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was ordering each server to give them more, give them more until each of the participants in this wonderful feast had taken prasad, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami explains, up to their neck. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began the kirtan. The chanting of the holy names commenced and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to dance. And that most beautiful dancer, Vrakreshwar Pandit, was dancing as well. In this way, wonderful, wonderful Sankirtan in honor of Haridas Thakur. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offered a benediction to all. That anyone who has seen the divine disappearance of Haridas Thakur, 
anyone who had partaken of the ceremony of burying him at the beach, anyone who has attended this festival of Mahaprasad in his honor, in fact, anyone who even hears this narration with great faith and devotion will become most dear to Krishna and will soon be delivered from all the bondage of material existence. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued that by the divine arrangement of Sri Krishna he has given to this world Srila Haridas Thakur. But now by his divine arrangement he has taken him away. That Srila Haridas Thakur is the crest jewel of all Vaishnavas within this entire creation. And now we are bereft of his divine association. And then he appealed to everyone to repeat after him all glories to Haridas Thakur. Spread the glories of the holy name throughout the world. And everyone repeated all glories to Haridas Thakur who established the divine importance of the chanting of the holy name of Krishna throughout the world. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in a mixed feeling of both joy that Haridas had returned to Krishna and sorrow that he was no longer in the divine presence of this great soul, he returned to his home. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami explains that this story is most important. Not only does it show the glory of Srila Haridas Thakur, but it especially exhibits the intimate confidential love of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu upon his devotees and how the Lord reciprocates with infinite love upon those who assist him in his divine mission. Today is also a very auspicious and sacred day. It is the day that his divine grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, accepted the renounced order of life. Of course, we know that Srila Prabhupada was in the same mood of infinite compassion that is exhibited in the life of Srila Haridas Thakur. Srila Prabhupada left everything in this world. He left his family, his children, his business. And then after that, he even left the peaceful and tranquil atmosphere of Vrindavan to accept great, great hardship, great, great suffering, simply out of compassion for you and for me. In fact, those stories about Srila Prabhupada, which are so infinitely dear to the heart of the devotees, is the hardships and sufferings that he endured for the sake of uplifting the fallen souls. Krishna is perfect and complete and all that his devotee does is in one sense, in the highest sense, simply different varieties of ecstasy. That ecstasy is in the love that motivates it. But oftentimes, that love 
is exhibited through enduring pain and suffering. But because it is for the sake of others, it is not due to one's selfish attachment to one's own body or mind. It is considered perfect, pure, and spiritual by nature. So therefore, when Srila Prabhupada endured several heart attacks in the Jaladuta, when he was alone, practically starving, like a beggar in the streets of New York, and any time he could have returned to Vrindavan, but he did not, the devotees, this melts their hearts, they cry in love. This increases their love and appreciation for their Guru Maharaj. And it is for this reason that Krishna has put his pure devotee into such conditions of life. So the acceptance of sannyas by Srila Prabhupada was identical to the acceptance of sannyas of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. He accepted the very, very difficult condition of a sannyasi simply for the sake of uplifting the fallen souls of this age of Kali Yuga. So I would like to read today a lecture given by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, which was delivered on the disappearance day of his sannyas guru, his divine grace, Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Maharaj. This is a beautiful lecture. I personally have heard, read, and studied this lecture for many, many years because it gives a wonderful illumination of the humility and the divine compassion of the heart of Srila Prabhupada. This lecture was delivered on October 21st, 1968, in Seattle, Washington. Srila Prabhupada speaks. One has to accept the renounced order from another person who is in the renounced order. So I never thought that I shall accept this renounced order of life. In my family life, when I was in the midst of my wife and children, sometimes I was dreaming of my spiritual master that he's calling me, and I was following him. When my dream was over, I was thinking, I was a little horrified. Oh, Guru Maharaj wants me to become a sannyasi. How can I accept sannyas? At that time, I was feeling not very much satisfaction that I have to give up my family and have to become a mendicant. At that time, it was a horrible feeling Sometimes I was thinking, no, I cannot take sannyas. But then again, I saw the same dream. So in this way, I was fortunate. My Guru Maharaj, at this time, Srila Prabhupada in the lecture begins to cry with a choked voice, pulled me out from this material life. I have not lost anything. He was so kind upon me. I have gained. I left three children. I have got now 300 children, so I am not loser. This is a material conception. We think that we shall be loser by accepting Krishna. Nobody is loser. I say from my practical experience, I was thinking that how can I accept this renounced order of life? I cannot accept so much trouble. So, but I retired from my family life. I was sitting alone in Vrindavan, writing books. 
So this, my godbrother, he insisted to me, Bhaktivedanta Prabhu, this title was given in my family life. It was offered to me by the Vaishnava society. So he insisted me. Not he insisted me. Practically, my spiritual master insisted me through him that you accept. Because without accepting the renounced order of life, nobody can become a preacher. So he wanted me to become a preacher. So he forced me through this godbrother, you accept. So unwillingly, I accepted. And then I remembered that he wanted me to go to the Western country. So I am feeling now very much obliged to my, this godbrother, that he carried out the wish of my spiritual master and enforced me to accept the sannyas order. So this godbrother, his holiness Keshav Maharaj, is no more. He has entered Krishna's abode. So I wish to pass the resolution of bereavement and send them. So, and I have composed one verse also in this connection in Sanskrit. So you all present, you sign this. I shall send it tomorrow. This verse I composed, it is in Sanskrit. Vairagya Vidyanaji Bhakti Yogam. This Krishna consciousness is Vairagya Vidya. Vairagya Vidya means to become detestful to this material world. That is called Vairagya Vidya. And that is possible simply by this Bhakti Yoga. Vairagya Vidya Bhakti Yogam Apayam Mam. So this, just like medicine, the child is afraid of taking medicine. That also I have experienced. In my childhood, when I became ill, I was very stubborn. I won't accept any medicine. So my mother used to force medicine within my mouth with a spoon. I was so obstinate. So anyway, similarly, I did not want to accept this sannyas order. But this godbrother forced me. You must. Apayayan mam. He forcibly made me to drink this medicine. Anabhipshu andham. Why I was so unwilling? Anabhipshu means unwilling. Andham. Andham means one who is blind, who cannot see the future. The spiritual life is the brightest future, but the materialist cannot see to it, you see? But the Vaishnavas, the spiritual master, they forcefully, you drink this medicine, you see? Apayayan mam anapishu andham shikeshava bhakti pragyanam. So this, my godbrother, his name is Keshav. Bhakti pragyan Keshav, Kripambudi. So he did this favor upon me because he was an ocean of mercy. So we offer our obeisances to Vaishnav, Kripambudi. Vanchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindubhya evacha. The Vaishnavas, the representatives of the Lord, they are so kind. They bring the ocean of mercy for distributing to the suffering humanity. I'm offering my respectful obeisances unto this, His Holiness, because He forcefully made me adopt the sannyas order. So He is no more in this world. He has entered Krishna's abode. So I am offering my respectful obeisances along with my disciples. On the first day of my sannyas, I never thought, but I remembered that I'll have to speak in English. So I remember on that sannyas day, when there was a reception, so I, first of all, I spoke in English. So it is all arrangement of Krishna, higher authority. We are writing like this. Resolve that we, the undersigned members of the devotees of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness Incorporated, 
in a condolence meeting under the presidency of His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. Today, the 21st of October, 1968, at our Seattle branch, express our profound bereavement on hearing of the passing of His Divine Grace, Om Vishnupad Shri Srimad Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Goswami Maharaj, the sannyas guru, preceptor of our spiritual master. And on October 6, 1968, at his headquarter residence in Navadweep, Bengal, we offer our respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of Sri Srimad Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Maharaj with the following verse composed on this occasion by our spiritual master. Srila Prabhupada, it is described by himself that after he left his family affairs, he went to the city of Jansi. He was invited there to give a series of lectures. And while he was there, he was offered a nice property to be utilized to establish his mission. Seeing the quarrel amongst his own godbrothers that was preventing the expansion of his Guru Maharaj's mission, Srila Prabhupada decided to start what would be like a United Nations, which would help all persons of all religions to understand the supreme truth of pure devotional service. Therefore, he established a mission in Jhansi, which he personally named the League of Devotees. For almost a year, Srila Prabhupada worked very hard trying to establish this place. But then, I believe it was the governor's wife, decided that that facility should be used as a club for women. So it was taken away from Srila Prabhupada. Soon after that, Srila Prabhupada went to Vrindavan, where he resided in the Bamsi Gopal temple. There he was writing his Back to Godhead magazine. He was going to Delhi very often by train. He was collecting the funds for the printing of this magazine. He had no one to help him. He was overseeing the printing of the magazine. Of course, as we know, he was doing all the writing and editing of the magazine. And then he would personally go into the streets and distribute copies with his own hands. At that time, he had no money except the little help he gained from sympathetic supporters. But because people are generally not so anxious to help a person who does not have a big name for a spiritual mission, he was running more and more in debt so he was not even able to pay the printer. But somehow or other, by Krishna's divine grace, things were going on. Later on, Srila Prabhupada shifted his residence to Radhadamodar temple. He considered this to be the most sacred and auspicious place, because this is the place where the six Goswamis would come together to discuss the expansion of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement throughout the world. 
it was there that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur appeared to him several times in dream, petitioning Srila Prabhupada to accept the renounced order of life. And so Srila Prabhupada approached one of his very beloved godbrothers and friends, Srila Keshav Maharaj. And Srila Keshav Maharaj was very insistent to Prabhupada that you must accept sannyas. If you want to give real dignity to your preaching mission, you must accept sannyas. Because in the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition, generally the leaders of preaching missions have been sannyasis. So Srila Prabhupada, hearing the divine words of his spiritual master through his own godbrother, he accepted the renounced order of life. He accepted that Pikeshav Gaudiyamat in Mathura. There, even to this day, you can go and sit in the beautiful temple room where Srila Prabhupada accepted the renounced order of life. After accepting sannyas, he was given the name of Bhaktivedanta Bhaktivedanta Swami. Shortly after that, he began to write his divine translation of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is a very, very auspicious and sacred day. It is a day when we could remember with great love the divine mercy of his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada, upon all of us. How in the mood of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he accepted so much opposition and hardship simply to give us the opportunity to be Krishna conscious. So the debt that we owe Srila Prabhupada, this great Acharya, can never be understood. But somehow or other, we must endeavor with our life and soul to make some feeble attempt to repay this great debt, this debt of great mercy. What is most pleasing to him is simply when we assist him by becoming the servant of the servant of the servant of his divine grace in pushing forward this great mission of the Krishna consciousness movement. So whatever we can do, we must do. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. Whatever inconvenience or obstacles come on our path, accept them with love and continue on committing oneself more and more and more to this great mission. Srila Prabhupada would often tell us that he was an old man and there was little that he could do, but how thankful he was to his disciples for assisting him in this divine mission. And he used to tell us, continue chanting the holy name and living a pure life. And with great determination, work harder and harder and harder to expand the mercy of Sri Sundar and his Sankirtan movement to all corners of the world. Srila Prabhupada considered that he had a great debt to his spiritual master. I thank you very much.